Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Take home the Honda of your dreams during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event going on now. Visit NorthernOhioHondaDealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, we're focused on cybersecurity in general, and in particular, on what you can do to make your router more resistant to attacks. We'll also have an update on a big cyber attack that damaged the city of Akron's network earlier this year. All this and more coming up. Pretty much everybody knows you should be running some kind of antivirus or internet security software on your computers. But what you might not know is that's not the only or really even the best way to keep hackers, criminals, and spies out of your network. For example, Wired.com had a story recently about a very sophisticated and probably state-sponsored attack on routers called Slingshot that took place recently mostly in Kenya and Yemen. What it did was allow spyware to infect not only individual computers, but also to burrow deep into the network to which those computers were connected. Now, since that sounded kind of new and ominous, I reached out to a security expert who works at a local IT security consulting firm that has customers all over the world called TrustedSec. And while Alex Hammerstone, who is their practice lead for governance, risk, and compliance, couldn't give us a lot of specifics about Slingshot, talking about how it worked and how that compares to other threats gave us a good place to start a broader conversation about what we all can do to better safeguard our data. I think what's most interesting is the way it uses the router as an entree into other computers on the network and to kind of get deeper into that, which is, you know, usually infected routers are used to eavesdrop or redirect people to bad sites or even in what we call a denial of service attacks where multiple devices are compromised and then used to attack a site. And so what that means is that they'll send just tons of requests that overwhelm the site and take it down. So, you know, that that's how we've traditionally seen it. This looks a little bit more sophisticated and a little bit different, so it's uh, something new for sure. The reason why I thought that it was important to talk about router security and what consumers, whether they're at home or in businesses, can do to protect themselves is because most people kind of take the routers for granted. They don't even know how they work. In fact, some people don't even know what a router is. What kind of advice can you give us? First off, making sure that, you know, you keep it updated. So, you know, they have what's called firmware, which is kind of the software that runs on the router itself. And so making sure that you have the, the latest updates and that's important. Making sure that you're using a modern router, so not using something that's old. You don't want to buy one on the used market if you can help it. That'll make it a little bit cheaper, but you know, it might come with some other settings that, that came from somebody else. You know, making sure that using strong passwords is always a really big thing. One of the things that I always push is passphrases. So instead of trying to come up with some really hard to remember combination of seven or eight random characters, you know, use a sentence, use your favorite song lyric. Because really, when it comes to passwords, length is a lot more important than just having a short password with some random characters. And there are different standards you know, of encryption that these routers can have. So, you know, you probably heard of WPA2, there's now WPA3 is out, but just making sure that you're using something like that. Using a firewall, whether it's on your computer or, or in the router, make sure that's turned on. Another piece of advice is having a guest network. 
so that you can have two different SSIDs in your house or your business. You know, if you're at home, so it's, it's the one you would use if you're doing banking or things like that. But then also having a guest network. So in a business, that would be for people that don't work there or at home. So now you see all these smart devices. So you have these smart refrigerators, you have these Echo devices, Google Home, TVs, everything else. If you put them on a separate network, which you can set up in your router, keeps that kind of off your network where you're doing your important things. Okay, that's interesting. That's not something that I would have thought of. How do you set up a guest network on a router? The best way to, to figure out how to set up the guest network on your specific device is to look at your router, you know, if you know where it is, and it, it should have the brand name on it, and then kind of Google, you know, how do I set up a guest network on this brand of router? The other thing is to get into the management console on your router, generally you have an IP address, and that should be either in your owner's manual or found through Google. And that will allow you to go to the, the management console and change the password or set up firewalls, or even set up parental controls, which you can use if you're a business to block certain sites or, or things like that. If you have a, a router that's separate from your cable modem, then you actually physically could update the firmware yourself. But if you've got a router that's a combination cable modem, you have to wait for the ISP to send you an update, right? In general, yes. You know, some more advanced users may be able to, you know, update it themselves. But really, you know, a lot like a lot of other technologies these days, we are very dependent on the providers to provide updates. And they don't always necessarily do that, right? Not necessarily. And, and again, I don't want to necessarily just, just call out cable companies. You know, it's, it's a lot of organizations don't update, you know, the physical devices that are out there. So let's say that you have been compromised through a router attack. How would you ever know that? Most people who are compromised won't know and won't have a way of knowing unless they find out that their accounts are compromised and then they have somebody look into it and look into it further. You know, they may be able to get back to the router, but for most people, it's not going to be a way that they're going to be able to find out. If you had an antivirus product or a network security product on, would it detect it or no? There's a ton of debate in our industry, in the information security industry, about the value of antivirus. And the truth is, you should just have it because it will catch something. But really, the percent of malware that's out there that antivirus will catch is really low, I'm shockingly low. And most people are very surprised. A lot of people you know, have a lot of dependence on their antivirus. But really, in, in some tests, when they're testing these things, it's a, a minuscule percentage because a lot of them are what they call signature-based. And so an attacker will know what signatures the uh, antivirus is looking for, and they can just slightly change the signature and, and slip things right past. So while antivirus is something that, you know, is recommended to have, it certainly is not a silver bullet, and it's certainly not something that people should count on for all their protection. And one of the reasons I asked that is recently on my computer, I mean, I know that something happened to it. I absolutely know. It's like it froze up. It wasn't acting right. It was really slow. I kept getting, like, the pizza wheel of death. <laughs> but. Right. But my home security was not lagging it at all. I mean, it might as well have just rolled over and played dead. So the only thing that I could do is just wipe the hard drive. And doing that, I wasn't even sure that I got it. The truth is there's, there's a lot of things that can happen to you, you know, with your computers or being online or things like that. And there's no one thing that works 100%. So it really becomes a combination of different things that we can do. Things like keeping your computer updated. You know, as you mentioned, you know, obviously your machine, you know, slowing way down or your connection slowing way down, it can be a pretty good indicator that 
you may have been compromised or, or something like that's happening. But really, there are multiple things that we have to kind of pay attention to. There's no one thing that is really a silver bullet. One device that I have heard of, and I'm not sure that you would want to necessarily endorse this particular device, but just the idea of this kind of device is, for example, Bitdefender has something they call the Bitdefender box. And I guess the way it works is it stands between the network coming in and your router. It's an actual first line hardware defense, and then it goes to the router, and then it comes to your computer. Have you heard about those kind of things, and do they work? Would you recommend them? I have, and, you know, it's tough for me to recommend any single product, kind of, you know, as you mentioned. You know, the fact of the matter is that anything that's kind of, you know, filtering the traffic and looking at things before it gets to you, as long as it's configured properly and as long as the, the, the company that, that designs it is updating it with the newest attacks and everything like that, then they can be extremely valuable. It's kind of an, another layer of security. Also today, an update on the city of Akron's recent major cyber attack that severely damaged the city's network. While they're completely back up and running now, Mayor Dan Horgan's chief of staff, James Hardy, says they're going to have to spend a lot of money to recover. What we need to do now is make the necessary investments to beef up our infrastructure, if you will, new servers, new software, and we're, we've, we've already started to do that. Like with any attack of this nature, we recorded our time. We're going to be turning that time into the state and the federal government to try and get reimbursement or some sort of financial compensation for the attack, but it's worth it. I think any business, and we are at the end of the day a large organization, any business is going to have to spend a considerable amount of time, talent, and treasure to prepare themselves for threats like this. They're not going away and they're only getting more sophisticated. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Tune in next week for more tech news and find out more online at WAKR.net. Take home the Honda of your dreams during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event going on now. Visit NorthernOhioHondaDealers.com.